What works. You're listening to the What Works podcast, brought to you by State Alumni, sponsored by More Investment Management and TD Malosh Monix Insurance. I wouldn't even say a step back. It's sometimes that step to the left that we need to take. It seems like it's now a new or different path. The reality is that career paths aren't straight. 90,000 hours. According to psychologist and data scientist Andrew Neighbor, the average person will spend that much time at their work over their lifetime. When you look at it that way, we're spending a lot of time here. So let's make the best of it. From the alumni team here at SAIT, I'm your host and fellow SAIT grad, Alyssa Athanasopoulos. Welcome to the What Works podcast. On this episode, we'll discuss how to navigate feeling stuck in your career and how assessing your values can help you move forward and find fulfillment at work. I'm thrilled to have Lara Schalke joining us from SAIT's Career Advancement Services team. Lara is a certified career development practitioner and is passionate about helping others map out their future and begin to navigate their path forward. Why is it important to have an understanding of what your values are in the context of your career? That's such an important piece, and it's something that we often forget to really consider when we realize that maybe something's not quite right in our workplace, or maybe, you know, at the end of the day, we're feeling, you know, more tired or more unappreciated. Sometimes those things and those feelings come from the fact that our skills that we're using and the workplace that we're working in don't allow us to fulfill or meet our values to the extent that we want. When our work aligns with our values, we feel greater satisfaction. We feel more fulfilled and happier. And of course, all of those things lead to us being happier, healthier in all aspects of our lives. I've heard that saying like work is somewhere that you spend essentially a third of your life. I mean, if you think about it, 24 hours in a day, eight hours of them are spent working. I would hope that you're putting some thought into what actually brings you joy and the fulfillment piece, right? And especially when those are the hours that we spend at work, but how much more, particularly when we're unhappy in our workplaces, Do we spend dreading going to work or dreading that next task that we have to do or feeling unappreciated? And then we take that home with us. So that lack of fulfillment or dissatisfaction often adds to how much our workplace impacts our lives and and how strongly we feel that pull. And sometimes we don't realize that it's that disconnect between what we truly value or what really motivates us that that causes that dissatisfaction. What types of questions should we be asking ourselves to figure out what our values are? There's certainly, as I mentioned, a lot of tools and assessments out there that you can access through career development practitioners or career counselors. Those types of people can help you really tap into a lot of those more formal assessments. But even on your own, you can start to ask yourself, you know, do I feel satisfied at the end of my workday? If not, why? And if so, how? What is it that's giving me that satisfaction and making me feel happy? Or that can help us evaluate what we want to do more of or what areas we want to focus on more strongly. I think it's also important to ask yourself, you know, 
does this current situation or work setting meet those needs? Because sometimes it's not necessarily the work itself that we're doing, but where or the environment that we're in. And sometimes that necessitates a change of company or situation. And sometimes it's the work itself that isn't as fulfilling, but we feel very fulfilled by the people around us and that sort of thing. So really assessing where you feel motivated and fulfilled and where you don't and thinking about the different influences on that in the current work that you're doing and also starting then to think about if I could change something in this setting, what would I change? What would that change look like for me? And what would be that crucial piece that would help us to step into something that does make us feel more fulfilled? That's a good point, too, because it's possible that you can just blame it all on the job or the company. And the reality is you do have some agency sometimes and it's worth exploring. So it's nice. I'm glad you mentioned that. Is there anything else we should be evaluating when reflecting on where we're at in our career? I think so. I think, you know, what motivates you to want to go to work? And and again, there's assessments around um, things called like motivated skills. So what skills do you really like using on a regular basis? Is it leadership or is it critical thinking? Is it supervising others or delegating? Or maybe it's working independently, quietly on your own somewhere. Where do we find that excitement As you think about your day, which are the parts that get you really kind of excited and revved up for doing those tasks or maybe less so? And thinking about if I could do more of something, what would it be? And do I have the knowledge to do that as well? Because I think one of the other pieces that we can start to evaluate is are you prepared to make the changes to find those skills or to be able to exercise those skills? And sometimes that may be gaining more knowledge or practice in the skills themselves in order to take that step forward. Or sometimes it's exploring whether you are able or ready to change jobs or workplaces. Because sometimes we're not at a point in our lives or careers where we can just make that flip and on to the next thing. So assessing whether... Now's the right time or what is going to set you on that path forward, I think, is important. Considering whether you like environment that allows you to be innovative and inventive or whether you like something that's, you know, all I want to do is go to work and do my tasks and then come home and play hard. And that's fine, too. That's okay. It's perfectly acceptable if that's what motivates you and that's what your values are. Absolutely. The world needs people to work in those jobs as well. There's no harm, no foul if that's your approach to work. It's okay not to find your personal value or fulfillment in your workplace as well. I think another thing that I would like to mention that I think people need to consider what are some of the limitations or roadblocks to that path forward that you think may be there? And I really want to emphasize the word think in that, because so often things we assume are limitations or roadblocks may not be there. We may have created them in our own minds, or we may think it's way bigger than it really is. Thinking about what are the things that might be stopping you from moving forward 
And is it really a big a, as big a thing as you might think it is? Or is it maybe just a little thing that a little bit of training could help you with? Or, you know, having a conversation with your boss about changing something might help. Really evaluating what your perceived limitations are around that, that next step in your career. If someone is feeling stuck in their role, how would you recommend they make the most of that situation? We don't necessarily need to automatically leave a job or position to make it more fulfilling or satisfying. I think for sure the first steps are to talk to people you're comfortable with in your workplace about the position, about what changes you may be able to make and to implement that are within your control. If you are approaching your boss, I would say definitely have some ideas ready to say, would I be able to do this or could I add more of these types of activities or tasks to my work? Having some ideas ready will often make that a far easier conversation and far more acceptable to the people in positions of power to implement because If not, they're trying to come up with those ideas on their own. An easier solution is just going to be, okay, well, bye. (laughs) That doesn't have to be the situation, right? If you come and say, you know, I really, I like working here, but this piece isn't the right fit for me. Could I do this differently? Or could I do more of this other piece? Then I think that gives you some tools to take into that role to try and make your current situation far more acceptable and fulfilling to you. The other thing, while you're in that situation, develop your network. Start with the people around you. There's lots of people that may be able to help you make that situation better, and they just don't know that that's something that you need or want to try more of. And even further to that is those are the people that are going to help you longer term in your career anyways, because they can help introduce you to people that might you know, have a role that's a better fit for you. So really talking to people and not being afraid to ask questions and maybe make some suggestions for how you can adapt that for yourself. A lot of that just reminds me of the term growth mindset. So when you think of that, what does that mean to you? A growth mindset is not just about willingness but eagerness to learn and develop professionally. It's someone that actively seeks solutions and ideas to further not just themselves or their company, but the industry or the workplace as a whole. It's the mind that's always seeking and adapting to move forward. It's that looking for more excitement, more bang for your buck, if you will, That's seeking a way forward where maybe it's not evident or maybe there isn't one yet and and really forging your own path forward in your career. So I think that's that beauty of it. And, And I think when we are feeling motivated and valued and satisfied, that's much easier for all of us to really develop and foster that type of mindset. Yeah, the momentum is there, right? For sure. Do you have an example of someone you've worked with who's embodied that? I had the pleasure of working with one student that, you know, she really enjoyed and loved the work that she was doing. She got to use skills that she was excited about, but she was dissatisfied with the limits of how far she could go. And, you know, she came back to SAIT 
as a student because she wanted to add to her skills so that she could really do that. She could forge her own path forward and really find that more fulfilling situation for herself. And that to me is just so exciting to be a part of someone's journey like that. With that example, when you said she came back to state, when you use the term back, I get the idea that they probably had education already and they went back to school. Absolutely. And sometimes to step forward, you need to take a step back, right? I wouldn't even say a step back. It's sometimes that step to the left that we need to take. It seems like it's now a newer, different path. But the reality is that, you know, career paths aren't straight. And we often have to take those little sidesteps around or over obstacles again. But that's what really helps us to develop more richly and give us that far more satisfying value to those career pathways. And sometimes that does mean, you know, adding some additional courses. And and that's one of the beauties to me about the world of education that we're in now is there's micro credentials that you can take. There's all kinds of additional continuing education courses, or maybe for you, it's a fast track program to add on like a post diploma. So it really depends on kind of where and how far you want to go with that. And some of those things can even happen while you're working. I'm a prime example of that, where I was so excited and passionate about all of this, this career talk that I added on while I was working, I pursued a a new certification so that I could further what I really love to do and what I was excited about. What's one thing you want state alumni to take away from this conversation? If you're feeling unsettled or dissatisfied, there's ways to improve your situation. That doesn't always mean you have to just quit or leave your job. Sometimes it's just seeking to change the way you do that job or maybe the location that you do that job in or sometimes the company that you are working for. So there's ways to adapt that and it doesn't have to be a big change right away. Maybe it's just that you start taking steps towards that. And when you see that progress, that might spark enough of that motivation or change for you. Knowing yourself is so important. What's important to you, what's motivating to you, that's the key to finding the perfect fit. A little earlier in the podcast, I had asked Laura if she'd ever worked with someone who's embodied that growth mindset we talked about. And she was actually referencing who we'll be speaking to next, Tirza Van Lindenberg. She graduated from the Architectural Technologies Program in 2021, and she tells us in her own words a little bit about what made her decide to go back to school and how gaining new skills was the ticket to finding more fulfillment in her career. I had my own company for about seven years, and I think I'd kind of hit a limit as to the size of projects and scope that I could take on. I had often hired someone to do most of the architectural technology and drafting of the project. I worked with other engineering consultants and architects for various scales of projects. But if I really wanted to improve or increase my business, I realized that, A, if I could understand and do more of the architectural technologist scope of work, the bones of a building would be much better. And therefore, the experience of a user, an end user for the interior design of it and the lighting design of it would just be that much better 
So I realized if I could do that myself, I wouldn't have to pay someone to do that. And I can include that in, in my services. So looking at my goals for in, increasing my revenue options, increasing my skill set and staying relevant in this industry, as well as providing the highest quality of interior lighting and architectural design, I thought, basically ask myself, what do I need to do to move to the next kind of the next step of my career? So going back to state after doing some research was really just the perfect fit. It gave me the technical skills to to do everything in terms of architectural technology and it brought me to where I am today in terms of not just taking on kind of a limited amount of projects and scope at once to being a senior manager in an architectural firm running and scheduled in different projects in conjunction with licensed architects has just given me so much opportunity in terms of the size and scale of projects I get to work with developers and clients and different types of clients is actually just really exciting. So super thankful that I did this and it worked out really well for me so far. I wanted to take this opportunity to plug a few things when it comes to the topic of reassessing and reimagining what might be next for you and your career. As a SAID alumni, we have this incredible perk called the Level Up Alumni Awards. Whether you're interested in completely reinventing your career or simply adding new skills to your resume, SAID has a solution for you through the hundreds of courses and programs we offer. And thanks to our affinity partnerships with TD Insurance, Malosh Monix, and Manulife, we have created two types of student awards exclusively for SAID alumni. Visit SAID.ca slash alumni to learn more about this amazing perk. And if you've ever been curious about what types of career opportunities are out there, I encourage you to have a listen to the Best Careers You Never Knew Existed podcast. These conversations will help you navigate top technology and innovation trends impacting new and emerging careers and is brought to you by our friends from SAIT's Continuing Education and Professional Studies team. And last but not least, if you're looking for some free assessment tools to help you with your career planning, the Government of Alberta offers some fantastic resources through their Career Insight page, which I'll leave a link to that and everything else I just talked about here in the show notes. As always, thank you so much for listening. My name is Alyssa Athanasopoulos, and this is the What Works podcast brought to you by SAID Alumni. We look forward to connecting with you soon. Connect with the SAID Alumni family. Visit SAID.ca slash alumni for information on exclusive perks, events, contests, and volunteer opportunities.